Welcome to the Credit Repair Show with your host, the credit doctor, Angelo McCutcheon, coming to you with another podcast on the credit repair process. Once again, I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in, guys and gals, for tuning in, for subscribing, for following my podcast. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for becoming part of my Facebook group. Thank you for following me on Instagram and Twitter. I want to thank you guys. You're making this one of the fastest growing podcasts uh, that's out there. And when I say fastest growing podcast, I mean in terms of not being a celebrity. But just the fact that the information that I'm giving you guys, we are close to a thousand downloads already. We just barely been on two months and that's awesome to me. That's awesome. And I thank you guys. Without you guys, this podcast could not go forward. So I truly want to thank you guys for following. Some of you guys do respond. I know others, even if you don't respond, you're enjoying the information. I believe you're applying the information uh, that we're giving out. Because you know what our motto is, you do not have to live with bad credit. There is something you can do about it. And all of our podcasts is basically based on giving you the groundwork on how you can repair your credit, how you can deal with debt collectors, the original creditors, how you can deal with negative items on your credit report, how you can build positive items on your credit report. We're dedicating to giving you all this information. And again, when it comes to credit repair, there's so much information we all need to know. I'm still learning, learning about the law, the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. I'm still learning about more of our rights. And as I learn, I'm going to bring this information to you guys. Also, I also want to thank... the fact that the podcast is growing, we are now in five other countries. This podcast is now heard in five other countries. That's Canada, the United Kingdom, Nigeria, Mexico, and Australia. That's awesome, along with the United States, of course. So that's awesome that we are expanding and doing what uh, we are doing. And again, I have to thank all you guys and gals who have been tuning in, telling your friends about the credit repair show and the information that we are giving you guys. So please continue to follow. And if you know anybody who can benefit from this uh, podcast, please let them know. Uh, It can be listened to on any platform, podcast platform that's out there. All you have to do is just type in the credit repair show with Angelo McCutcheon. Just type in the credit repair show and you'll see it uh, come up. All right. So again, I appreciate you guys. And let me say this because a few of you guys have asked me, how can you guys support my podcast as far as a financial donation or monetary donation? Well, for those of you who would like to support it, you don't have to. I just, I I would appreciate it. And I would definitely thank you for it. And for those of you who would like to support my podcast with a monthly donation, all you have to do is go into my description, any description under any one of my podcast shows. There is a part that says support. 
If you would like to support my podcast, click on the link. And all you have to do is click on the link or copy and paste the link, and it will uh, take you to Anchor and give you an opportunity to support uh, my podcast with a monthly donation, a small monthly donation. It could be either 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. All right. So for those of you who have inquired about how can you support uh, my podcast because you really enjoy the information that we're giving you, that's how you can do it. Just go into the description under any podcast. Look for the uh, it should be right in the middle where it says if you would like to support this podcast, click on the link. You can click on the link or pop copy and paste the link. All right. So I definitely want to put that out there since some of you guys have been asking about that. Please, it can be a blessing to me. I would greatly appreciate it. But whether you do it or not, we're going to keep bringing you some awesome, awesome information. And today we're going to be talking about validation of debt. All right. Validation of debt. Basically, when you are requesting uh, validation from a debt collector who has brought your debt, what information should you be asking for? That's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. What information should you be asking for? And I mean that you want to put in the letter. You could, like, if they call you over the phone, you can valid, you know, ask them to validate the debt over the phone. But if they send you a debt collection letter, or if you see a debt collector on your credit reports, you can type in or you can send them a letter asking for validation of debt, meaning show me. that you own this debt. Show me that I owe you this debt, right? And we're going to talk about some things that when it comes to validation of debt, you need to ask him, ask them for a request from them, right? Because if they don't have that information, then they're basically saying that, you know, we don't have the right to collect this debt, even though we're trying. Because the law says, the law, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, and I paraphrase it, says that you have the right to ask the debt collector or a debt buyer to validate the debt and make sure that they own the debt, that they show you or let you know that they own the debt. And there are certain things that you can request. And we're going to talk about that. Now, there's a lot of things you can ask for. You can go on YouTube and people will give you things. There's no one set prior you know, primitives of what you can ask for. There's not one letter that that's above any letter that you can use. It's just a matter of just requesting the validation of debt. All right. So some people say, use my letters, use my letters, and it's guaranteed, you know, I'll say, you use my letter. No, 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 no. I say you can use any one of those letters, but none of those letters are guaranteed. Even my letters that I use, none of them are guaranteed to work, but all of them will work at times. Let me say it again. There's no one letter when you're sending to a debt collector for validation of debt or any other thing that you're disputing. There's no one letter that guarantees that every time you send that letter, it's going to get things removed. There's not one letter out there that guarantees every time you send it out, it's going to get removed. But all the letters will work at some times to get negative items removed or items that you request uh, will get them to delete the item because they don't have the information. That's basically what I'm saying, all right? Because I don't want you to be caught up, and I don't want to be one of those persons that say, hey, you just got to use my letters. You got to use my letters, right? And other people say, you got to use my letters. You just got to use my letters. My, 
No, there's no one set letter that works 100% all the time. But all the letters, if written uh, correctly, will work at times to get negative items removed from your credit report, to force the debt collector to either validate the debt or delete it from your credit report. And so that's what you should know when it comes to validation of debt. But you have the right, you definitely have the right to request validation of debt. Matter of fact, the law says when you do request validation of debt, then that debt collector have to stop coming after you for the debt until they prove that they own the debt and that you owe them the debt. So they got to prove that they own the debt. They just can't say, I bought your debt or, or, or this debt is mine. They got to prove it. And then they got to prove that you now owe them the debt. So the burden of proof is not on you, the consumer. The burden of proof is on the debt collector who's coming after you for a debt, who's calling you on the phone saying you owe 500 or 1,000 or 10,000 or sending you a letter saying that uh, we now are in possession of this Capital One debt and you have to pay us X amount of dollars. Matter of fact, when they send those debt collection letters, they have to put in there that uh, unless you notify us within 30 days uh, validate to validate the debt, we're going to assume that the debt is valid, right? Which means that they don't even have the they don't even have the information to validate the debt, and they give you thirty days to, you know, request it from them. So that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and we're going to actually talk about certain things you need to ask for when it comes to validation of debt. You're listening to the Credit Repair Show with your host, the Credit Doctor Angelo McCutcheon. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to the Credit Repair Show with your host, the credit doctor, Angelo McCutcheon. Now, as we've been talking about validation of debt. So when a debt collector call, first of all, when they call you over the phone and they tell you who they are, request your information, which you really shouldn't be giving out because uh, they should have that information. But they tell you about a debt that they say you owe. Uh, the first thing you should be uh, questioning them about is validate the debt. In other words, tell them, if you say I owe you anything, please send it to me in writing. And then give them your mailing address, P.O. box, whatever one you have, so they can send you what is known as a debt collection letter. That's what you want. And you don't want to confess to owing them anything when they first call you because you don't know who they are. They might bring up a Capital One account. And yes, you might have had a Capital One account, but you don't know for certain that the one they're talking about is the same one you had. And so therefore, you don't want to confess to owing anything that may not be yours. So the first thing you want to do is ask them, if you say I owe you anything, please send it to me in writing so I can look over it. And they'll be glad to do it. Now, once they send it to you, now there's some things you can do when you have that letter in writing because now you know what they're asking for. You know who the original creditor is. Uh, you know whether they own, uh, whether uh, they, well, I'm getting ahead of myself before I even go back. 
So you know who the original creditor is, uh, and you know uh, the amount that they say you owe. Now, you might not know if they added interest or anything like that. So that's another thing you would have to find out down the road. But the first thing you're going to do when you get that letter is you're going to request validation of that letter. Now, here's one some of the things you need to ask for when you write them a letter, when you respond back to the letter that they send you. One, you're going to say, send me proof, right? Send me proof. A cop, send me a copy of the application of credit as I need to see exactly what debt you are trying to collect. That's number one. So it's going to be titled, send me proof. And under that, you can put A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever numbers you're going to put under there. But under A, you're going to put uh, under send me proof, a copy of the application of credit as I need to see exactly what debt you are trying to collect. You want that application that said that when you first applied for that credit, where you signed electronically or inside of a store, you want that original application, a copy of that original application, so you can see exactly what they're talking about. Because a lot of times, they just be throwing stuff out there, and they don't have all the necessary documents to show that that debt really belongs to the consumer. So they may say, hey, didn't you have a Capital One account? Didn't you owe them $500? And all that could be true and all that could not be true. You don't know that. You, you still don't know which one that they're talking about. But a lot of times people get caught up and they hear Capital One. Yeah, I had a Capital One. Yeah, it was around $500. Yeah, I know I owe that debt. And then they'll go into trying to explain, you know, I was going to pay the debt. I lost my job. I got sick. No, no, don't do all of that. Well, the first thing you want is I want you guys to prove to me that you own this debt. So the first thing you're asking for is a copy of the application of credit as I need to see exactly what debt you are trying to collect. The next thing you're going to ask for is a copy of the cardholder agreement, which we know as the contract and any amendments as what this will show the terms of the contract so I can see if you are following this and the amount you are trying to collect from me. In other words, I need to know see the contract. I need to know you have the contract of this debt you're trying to collect because that contract is going to tell me how much I owe, what, you know, uh, can you add interest, can a person add fees to it? Because I might owe that company $300, but because this debt collector added fees, it now may be up to $500. But if that contract says that you can't do that, then you can't do that. This is not my debt because you've added something to that does not belong to me. So yes, copy of the cardholder agreement, which is known as the contract. And any amendments as what this will show, as this will show the terms of the contract to see if the debt collector is following the amount they are trying to collect from me. Because I don't know if you added another $50, $10, $1, to this debt. I don't know that. So I need to say, hey, if you own this debt, show me that contract. Give me the application that I signed. Show me that contract and all the amendments that outlines what this service was all about so I can see that you have not added anything to it. Next, 
you asked for, send me the monthly statements from when I had a zero balance up to the final statement. Listen carefully. You're going to ask them for the monthly statements from when I had a zero balance to the final statement, the last time I made a payment on it. Why? Because I need to see all the charges. I need to see the payments. I need to see the credit and et cetera to compare this with, again, the cardholder agreement or the contract and see if the amount you are claiming is correct. This is called validation of debt. See, once you start sending things out like this, it changes the game because the debt collector just can't willy-nilly say, hey, you owe this amount. You got to collect it when you're going to pay. They now got to provide documentation for this debt. And if they can't, then they can't collect on the debt. D, they can't legally collect on the debt, I should say. What is your authority? Again, it's the next thing you're going to ask. What is your authority to collect this debt as I have never done business with you? If you claim to own any debt, or I should say, if you claim to own any debt you claim I owe, give me the full purchase agreement so I can see if you really own this debt. Again, it's another way of asking for that contract. But you want everything that goes with that contract, any amendments that were added to it. And you just letting them know that, hey, I, I don't know who you are. I've never done business with you. Yeah, I might have done business with Capital One or Wells Fargo or First Premier Bank, but I don't remember ever doing business with you. So I need to know that you really own this debt. So I need that contract. I need that application. I need those amendments. I need to see uh, 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 from the first time I had a zero balance to the last time I made a payment, what was the amount? Because I don't know if you've added fees to this. I don't know if you've added uh, extra $150 or whatever the case may be to this thing. I don't know that. And people, you'll be surprised how debt collectors will add fees at times just to stockpile. Now, this information is important because if they try to sue, you want to have documentation that shows that you requested this information. And if they never send it to you, there you go. You can use that in court if you decide to go to court, if they decide to sue you for a debt. And that's a whole nother video. And then you're going to ask, say, please show me that this is not a time ball date. Or in other words, show, please show me that this debt is not past the statute of limitation where you can sue me for this debt. I need to know that because if it's time barred or it's within that statute of limitation in my state, whatever state you are, and again, watch my last podcast where I broke down every state basically what the limitation was, statute of limitation was for lawsuits, for written contracts in every state. And again, you got to still, even though I've given you that, still do your research because things change. And by the time you're listening to this podcast, some states may have changed. So I'm giving you the foundation, but definitely do your homework, do your research to make sure that the information provided is accurate and up to date. I am not a lawyer. I don't give out legal advice. 
all the information I'm giving out and all my podcasts is for educational purposes only. If you need legal advice, I will advise you to seek out a consumer attorney. All right, so we want to make that clear. But we're trying to listen. <laughs> use this information that we're giving you. So many people have used it and have been blessed by it and have uh, uh, really cleaned up their credit and really learned how to deal with debt collectors and all that stuff that goes with it. So even though it's for educational purposes, trust me, you can really, well, it can really help you. All right. So here's what you're sen- you're asking them. All right. Send me proof. Send me a copy of the application of credit. Send me the cardholder agreement known as the contracts and any amendments. Uh, as this will show the terms of the contract, so I can see that you're trying to collect the right amount. Send me the monthly statements from when I had a zero balance to the final state uh, statement. What is your authority? Collect this debt as I have never done business with you. I need to know that you are licensed in my state to collect debt if my state requires debt collectors to be licensed. There's all this information I need to know. And then show me that the statute of limitation has not been passed. Now, once you send them this letter, they now have options. They can respond to your letter by trying to send you any information that they have to try to validate the debt. They can do nothing, ignore your letter altogether. But because you're going to send this letter out, and I would say certified mail, so you have a paper trail that if they ever try to sue you, you can go to court and say, hey, I tried to work with them. I tried to make, you know, get them to validate the debt, which the laws that they had to do, and they never did. So you, that can be a, a, a big thing for you. Now, I'm, let me say this to those of you who are listening. If you would like a copy of this letter, a template, and again, this is not all to be all letters. It will work at times. It may not get a response at times, but this is what I use to help my clients and many other letters that I use. So if you're interested in using this as a template, then all you have to do is hit me up, go into the description, Find me on Instagram and say, I would like that debt collection letter. Find me on Facebook, say, I heard your podcast, and I would like that uh, template letter about validation of debt. And then just leave your email, and I'll send it to you. Just as simple as that. And you can, you know, formulate it the way it fits you, but the meat or the heart of the information that you're asking for would make debt collectors really have to do some research to get the information. And here's a little secret. Most, if not all, creditors do not give debt collectors the contract. When they buy debts from, when debt buyers, debt collectors buy uh, debts from these uh, creditors, Nine out of 10 times, they do not have the contract. They do not give up the contract. They'll give them everything else, copies of of papers that you owe and copies of that, but they really never give up the contract. So you really want the contract. That's the most important thing.
And if they can't supply that, then you don't know if they really own the debt or if they, what they're saying is true without the contract. There you go. There's your secret sauce right there. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you listen to it over and over again. So if you miss something, you can listen to it again. And may it be a blessing to all of you guys who are trying to clean up your credit. Because remember, you do not have to live with bad credit. You listen to somebody who's to have a credit score of 400s, or all 400s. All three of my credit scores in the 400s. But having educated myself and gone through the process and taken my scores from the 400s to the 700s, the 800s at times, we are there. It is a process. It's not an overnight fix. But if you stay, if you have patience and do what needs to be done, you can get that credit where it needs to be. All right, so I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the follow button. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, go into the description, and you can follow me on Instagram, my, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can join my Facebook group. Request to join my Facebook group, which is private, where we get out even more information and do more videos as well. And, of course, if you like to support this podcast with a small donation go into the description click on the link that talks about supporting this podcast and you can do it with as little as 99 cents a month but whatever you do i appreciate it and even if you don't i appreciate you guys for just really taking time to listen to this podcast so with all that said you guys have a blessed day remember to stay blessed whatever you do stay in a in a, in a spirit of blessing but what's even more important is that you are a blessing. And with that, you have a blessed day.